Hello, world, and welcome to Cartridge Club Portable. I'm your host, Curtis Friesel, and this month, my very special guest is the guy who picked the game of the month. You know him as BaseGuy654 on Twitter. I know him as Chris R. How you doing, Chris? Welcome to the show. Chris R. I apologize. <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. How are you? Good, good. Now, can I ask you, why, why did you go with Chris R? Is it because there's already a million Chris's out there? Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess in case any uh, prospective employers find my, uh, you looking through my social media stuff, I guess. Wait, are you <laughs> trying to hide your last name? Is that is that what you're saying? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Just the, the the mysterious Chris R. Well, it's good to have you here, man. How you doing? How you been? I'm doing okay. Good, good. Uh, well, thanks for being here. Uh, and it's kind of a big month because it was all you. You chose the uh, games of the month that we voted on. Of course, Gargoyles Quest won. Uh, but you had some other choices. Uh, you want to talk about that for a second? Oh, sure. I was mainly just, I think, well, the first um, poll that you missed, uh, and then we went with the second poll, I think. <laughs> right. I, picked a, I picked a bunch of just... Uh, old school Game Boy games that were on my backlog. So, and then I think one that was uh, Final Fantasy um, Legend. I just wanted to see if I just threw in there because I've be- I've beaten that before. You have okay. I've never played uh, Final Fantasy Legend. Can how, how does that work? First of all, is it like a scaled down version of Final Fantasy? Yeah, I think it's based more on the Saga series, which I don't know as much about. But it's the mechanics are a lot different. Like the, there, there's a. I think the stat, the stat increases are kind of random. I think they're based on some algorithm that's kind of complicated. So you get kind of random, um, HP and MP um, uh, boosts like after you fight so many battles and stuff. It's so it's. It's a bit different. You don't have like experience points, and like you do in the uh, Final Fantasy series. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, how happy were you when Gargoyles Quest won? I know I was very happy. I was happy because I was. Uh, I've always heard good things about it, and I know what Billy from your last podcast said. He thought it was we were in for a real treat. So I, so I guess we'll get into that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, why don't we talk about it? So for this month's CC Portable Game of the Month. We played Gargoyle's Quest for the original Game Boy. Of course, this is a spin-off of the popular Ghosts and Goblins franchise, this starring Firebrand. And uh, Chris, have you ever played the original Ghosts and Goblins? A little bit. Um, I remember it's very difficult, and you burn through a lot of continues trying to get through that game. Right, right. And it's notorious for the uh, having to play the entire game a second time to get the true ending. And, and I think it's kind of obtuse. You have to what have uh, the, to beat the final boss, you have to have the shield, which I mean, I think you have to use that on the final boss yeah. to beat him. Well, see, I don't know. I've never played it. So, so uh, spoiler alert, I've never played ghosts and goblins. I have played super ghouls and ghosts, which I'm going to give a quick shout out to J rock. Uh, he got me interested in that with his little uh, rock plays or what is it, J-Rock, how to play the game, whatever it was. He did for Super, Super Ghouls and Ghosts, and it got me really into it. I went through and I followed his his guide, and I beat it. 
He made it very simple, so shout out to J-Rock there. Um, but yeah, back to ghosts and goblins uh, for a second. So this is a game that uh, was spun off from that. Firebrand is just kind of a minor character from what I understand in Ghosts and Goblins, and they gave him his own franchise off of it. I don't know how popular, <laughs> if people were clamoring for a Firebrand game when it originally came out. Well, Ghosts and Goblins, he's just sort of chilling, like he's just sitting on on the on uh, the ground, and then you start throwing lances at him, and he pops up and starts swooping down and attacking you. That's right. <laughs> so I don't know what the impetus was to create this franchise. Although I'm glad they did because it's a heck of a spinoff franchise. And um, I don't want to give too much away before we talk about the game, but I was very happy to play this game and how fitting one in the month of September kind of getting us into October. So we get kind of a double dose of those spooky Halloween games, which I'm always all about. Gosh, I think Matt Bandy said he, he had this game and they sold it, and then he's then this poll came out and it won, and he was kind of bummed out that he didn't have it and had to. I guess like, didn't you have to track down a copy for him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about that for a second. Yeah. So he, Matt Bandy, uh, a big supporter of CC Portable, he had the game, sold it for whatever reason a while ago, and then it won. And so while I was at Game On Expo in Phoenix, Arizona, in August, he had me track down. Uh, Ghosts and Goblins form. I got it for a good deal, I might add. So, shall we talk about the game at hand? Sure. Let's do it. So the history of Gargoyle's Quest, say that five times fast. It was originally released in North America in July of 1990. Of course, it spawned its own franchise, followed by Gargoyle's Quest 2 for the NES in 1992, and then Demon's Crest... Uh, the highly collectible game for the Super Nintendo in 1994. And since then, uh, Firebrand has kind of not been seen at all. Uh, the last time he's made an appearance in anything was in Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 uh, alongside Arthur from Ghosts and Goblins. Uh, and that's it. We have, like, ever since Demon's Crest, it's been nothing for Firebrand. Um, we get this amazing trilogy. I say amazing. I've never played Gargoyles Twist, Gargoyles Quest 2, uh, but we got a really good trilogy. It's a popular franchise, uh, the Ghosts and Goblins, and then it's just dead. What what What's the deal, Capcom? I don't know. I, I played through all three of these uh, this month, and I was surprised. And then I read a little up a little bit about it, and apparently Gargoyles Quest is the second game of the storyline. So the Gargoyles Quest 2 is actually the first in the storyline. And then, so it goes Gargoyles Quest 2, then Gargoyles Quest, then Demon's Crest, which I thought was kind of strange. Holy crap, that's like Indiana Jones. Raiders of the Lost Ark actually takes place after Temple of Doom. The second movie, Temple of Doom, is a prequel to Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then Last Crusade's the last, uh, the one that caps off the trilogy. There's only three Indiana Jones movies. That's crazy. I didn't know that. So you played Gargoyles Quest 2? Yeah, it plays... Uh, it's very similar game. It plays a lot faster. It's I guess it's a late release uh, NES game, so... Does it have the same, like, uh, over? You, you do the overworld and then you go into the side-scrolling bits? Yeah, and, but... Um, and... It's it doesn't have random encounters, so you don't really so you don't have any of that. You actually have to go up to the ghouls and 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 talk to them, and then they'll challenge you. 
So it's I not see. like in this. Well, well, I guess we'll get into that eventually. But sure. And then uh, Demon's Crest. I've played that. That is kind of a similar thing too. You fly around in your little Mode Seven world, Super Nintendo. Uh, to to go to where you're going, but I don't. There's no random encounters in that either, right? You just kind of go to the places. No, and I think uh, I was talking to Trav. He, I I beat. I got the bad ending, and then he told I me. I saw you post that, and then, and then everybody, and then he's and I think a couple of people said you need to go back and find the branching path and do the rest of the game. So I guess I'll do that eventually. You didn't. You didn't go back and finish it yet. Not yet. Uh, you know, the same thing happened to me when I was playing through the game. I got the bad ending. I was like, that can't be the whole game. That's ridiculous. It's way too short. Of course, there's a ton more after that. Yeah. Bef- okay, so we, we've, we've played the sequels, but let's let's go back to the original for a second. Uh, let's talk about the story. Uh, it's pretty, pretty simple. Um, Firebrand is a gargoyle who is predestined to be the Red Blaze who saves the ghoul realm from the evil wrath of King Brieger and brings peace to the land once again. I guess. I guess that's a story, you know. <laughs> I. I don't. I, you know what, what? What's the story of Ghosts and Goblins? It's Arthur. His girlfriend gets captured. He's got to say it's the whole save the princess routine. I suppose it's different from that. Um, but yeah, it's it's. There's not much to it. The the, the story is hardly a, a selling point of the game would you agree chris yeah i think there's a little bit more to it but not much more <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah uh, tell me chat me up what'd you think about the game i i mean i liked it it took the controls took a lot of getting took me some getting used to because i'm used to um side scrolling platformers which is my favorite i guess uh genre but so, because anytime you'd you'd fly, you'd jump, and then you get too close to a wall, you'd cling to it, and that, mm-hmm. and I think I died a bunch of times because because I just was having trouble sort of uh, negotiating like all those all past all those spikes on all those wall spikes, right? Um, of which there are many in the game. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's, it takes a little bit getting used to. So maybe we back up, rewind for a second, just kind of explain the game. So you got you got two parts to the game. You got an overworld segment that I would liken to Zelda 2 on the NES. Have you played that? Mm-hmm. Where you're, it's not really, it's just to get to level to level, something to let you breathe in between. Like you said, there's random encounters. Um, you stop in villages, you talk to people, you get your missions, and then you kind of go and find these castles or dungeons, whatever you want to call them. And that's really where the the meat and potatoes of the game is, is the side-scrolling platformer levels. Um, There are also mild RPG elements, uh, which include upgradable attacks, and then there's some items you can get, such as vials, uh, talisman of the cyclone, essence of soul stream, um, and we can talk about those in a sec. What did you think about the quote-unquote RPG elements? It was very light, I guess, on on those elements. I thought, because um, you do sort of level up as the and power up as the game goes on. Because um, you start off incredibly weak. I mm-hmm. think you only have like two. You can only take like two hits um, at the beginning of the game. So as well have, like, as you can only fly a short distance. 
Right, and, and your and your projectile is uh, very limited. It can only go, go so far. Right. On the screen. Um, and then, but then as you sort of help out all these different, um, I get demons. I'll, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know. Ghouls and demons. They give yeah. you things. They give you like armor for vitality, which gives you more health than yeah. worth. If, or I think as you beat, if you beat a boss and then you give a special item to like a, usually it's like a village leader or something. He'll give you his power, what's left of his power, and then he'll he'll end up getting a more powerful weapon, or you can ju- jump or fly farther, jump higher and fly farther. Right. Um, I don't know. I guess it was uh, it was fine. It was it was the overworld. I, I I felt was very unnecessary. I felt it just added time to your playthrough. Um, you know. Besides the random encounters, which really chew up time and, and give you no benefit other than maybe getting some vials, which the vials do very little. You use them at a shop to essentially buy more life. That's those, it. Buy, buy extra those, lives. This what ta- uh, talismans the where ta- those talisman things? of the cyclone, which is yeah a one up. Yeah, uh, that that's pretty much all you use it for. So you're collecting all these vials right away. I'm I'm playing the game. You're collecting all these vials. And I'm thinking, oh, cool. What all? What what neat things am I going to be able to buy? What upgrades? That's typically what happens in an RPG element type game, and that's really all you can get. And I felt that was wholly underutilized because I like the idea. I, I, it maybe shouldn't be removed. I just wish there was more to it. Yeah, I thought there was going to be like a shop in there. <laughs> When I first started playing, it, and there wasn't. Yeah. There's just a ghoul that was saying like, "Oh, if I'll for I'll give you this uh, talisman for eight, sixteen, or thirty-two vials." And they said, if, "But any more than that would be greedy." They had they had some really yeah sort of, that silly. They had some weird humor uh, sort of peppered in that game too, like from the I guess the ghouls, the townspeople. Which I appreciate. Uh, that, that, that was good. But yeah, and then as you go through the game, spending these stupid vials, you always need more. The further you are in the game, the more vials you need to buy extra life. And speaking of extra lives, that really means nothing because there's unlimited continues in the game. It, the, only th- the only real, I guess, pro to that, the only good thing is if you get a lot of them, you, you'll, you'll have more chances at the towers, at sort of the uh, boss areas, um, and you won't have to go all because if you die, if you lose all you your life, you have to start back to at the town. Yeah, and then you have to work your way back across a bridge usually, and then back to a tower. Yeah, or a yeah. castle. The one item I did find uh, helpful, which remind me, I don't think you can buy it at a shop. That was Essence of Soul Stream, which acts as like a health refill. Yeah, I think you only find it in one place in the game, and I don't remember where it was. I just I I beat this uh, second time right before I record, and I think I missed that actually. Right. I mean, but you I, and you don't need it. You really don't. It's just it helps you. It's just another benefit you can pick up. Um, on the flip side, I did like the attacks, the the progression of attacks. So you start out with the fire. And then you get the blockbuster, which they use in creative ways throughout the levels. Uh, it basically allows you to break bricks and get to areas you couldn't reach or you wouldn't normally be able to reach. 
and then you get the claw, which um, that was like a boomerang weapon, right? The claw was, I think the oh no, the claw the let claw, you. Uh, it, it threw that bubble at like at the wall spike, so you could sort of uh, cling to the bubble and make your way up the up the walls that right. were covered in the spikes. Again, great idea, uh, utilized very well. And then uh, Dark Fire was the last one you got, which is the most powerful attack, which yep. typically comes at the end of the game. The claw, I didn't even. It took me forever to realize how it even worked because I, I think I'd, because I was just using it as a regular weapon, and then I accidentally threw it at spikes, some spikes, and it clung to it, and I was like, oh, what's that? What's that about? Right. And then. And then I then I realized you could cling to it, so. and you have to use it. There's certain parts where you have to climb on the spikes, um, especially towards the end of the game. You oh have, yeah, you know? big time, big time. So okay, the over that's the overworld. Now let, we let's talk about the side-scrolling platform part because this is where the game shines, in my opinion. Uh, the level design, the bosses. Talk to me, Chris. I thought the. The first, they sort of really throw you into it at the beginning of the game. Um, you really have to, um, it kind of forces you, they basically throw you in the deep end of the pool and you have to figure out how to climb up. You have to figure out all the mechanics pretty quickly if you want to get past, uh, past I think, uh, what was the, I'm trying to think of the name of the first enemy. Um, he basically looks like a giant blowfish uh, Let's see, Zundro Drewer. Are you, you're was, talking about the first boss? Yeah, the first boss. Oh, I yeah, totally. So. I mean, it's very okay. trial by fire. You know, they just throw you to the wolves and you got to fight. You know, you got you to figure it out. Um, but I appreciated it because it, it, it finds that fine balance of challenge and reward. It never feels too difficult, like you can't do it. And it keeps you going until you do. And then that... that satisfaction you get when you do overcome it um i don't know that's what i really look for in games and this game has it in spades i think um i guess well i guess you could say about a lot of games i didn't appreciate some of the um enemy placement i guess like in the tower when you're fighting for four eyes go I on i like this has the um uh, let me see what's that guy the, the gloom there's a little plant that sort of throws the gloom eyes at you I think those big spiky eyeballs that that I think float down. Oh yes, at you. yes. And, and the uh, um, I guess the, I don't remember the name of that tower, but it's where you fight four eyes, mm-hmm. um, and you kind of have to get like on the very edge of this of this little platform so you can throw projectiles at the at him to kill him. Yeah, there's at, that one castle that's just full of them. You're it's basically a vertical castle. You're going up the whole time to get to the top, and uh, yeah, there's these plants everywhere that are spitting these things out, and it takes multiple hits. Very difficult, yeah. And that has those little floating um, uh, columns you have to you have to um, cling to and jump up on mm-hmm. top of, ride mm-hmm. them, and then go on to the next one. Because I think for that, you actually get to you go up but then you go right outside of the tower then you have to climb go back into the tower and then sort of traverse it all the way up to the boss battle which yeah. and yeah, some of those were kind of some of the boss, that i really thought the four eyes was probably one of the more interesting uh bat, battles because you have to they have 
four eyeballs that are basically in the wall and you ha and they're throwing projectiles at you and you mm -hmm. have to you have to fly up throw i think about five, you have to hit them five times with your weapon yeah and you have to do that four times so you have to kill all four eyeballs and then it opens up and you get the gremlin stick that you bring back to the village just and then i think to you advance the story impeccable memory of the names of these oh. characters and the, the oh, weapons. I'm, well, I'm cheating a little, but... Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, that boss was great. I think my strategy on that was I did the bottom two first, then I went up and did the top two. I think I did the other way around. Okay, went from top to bottom. And then I, th I do remember the parts that, like, when you have to cross the bridge, they, they give you, like, when you get the first set of wings to that makes you fly farther you have to jump you have to get right to the edge of the of that platform and then you just barely all right make it to the uh, to the uh, other side like the very bottom of the you next you have to do platform. it perfectly i died so many times anytime there was a bridge which you encounter a couple of them throughout the game uh, yeah they give you just enough flying power uh, to get there um, i loved the boss fights um, we talked about a couple. We talked about the blowfish one. I'm sure you have all the names. <laughs> you think I'd have the names? I don't. <laughs> uh, you talked about four eyes. Um, there was that one that's like he's like in a chariot. Oh, um, let's see. What is his name? Um, oh, he looks like I think. Yeah, because I pulled this from I think Wiki. It was let's see, Zaku Druser. It's uh, let's see. He looks like basically a skeleton. Yeah. With, uh, um. Let's see. He looks like it says resembles a giant skeletal snail with two demon heads. That thing. There you go. Yeah, where you're kind of jumping on platforms. That was that was fun. Um, I just I don't know. I, I'm a big fan of Mega Man, and I love the kind of simple boss patterns that you have to figure out, and then it's all muscle memory from there. You know, you're just kind of doing the same thing over and over. I, I really I really dig that. I thought the final boss is a little bit of a letdown. We can get to that. I don't know if you want to talk about that now, but let's I thought, do it, King Breger. Yeah, I thought he was kind of a letdown, honestly, because you sort of can just you can kind of park yourself on one platform, take out one of the projectiles, and then wait for his his arms to lower and just start peppering him with, uh, sort of throwing all of those uh, uh, fireballs at him. Yeah, he's one of those bosses that's just kind of stuck in the middle of the screen, doesn't yeah. move around. Now, yeah. okay, is Remind me, I think it's the boss right before him where you have to constantly jump. There's these little platforms. You have to keep jumping around while these things chase you, right? Or is that yeah. like his first form? No, that's your, that, you're right. That's the boss before. Uh, yeah, it's... it's Before King Brieger, uh, Rushafell, which... Uh, right. He, th he's, he thinks he's the Red Blaze, I think. Yeah, I, yeah. He is they, hands down the hardest boss. Or the one I had the most trouble with. Uh, what about you? Yeah, I'd say so too. Because, like you said, you're kind of you're you, you're constantly dodging this one white energy ball while he's throwing stuff diagonally at you, <laughs> and then you have to wait for his arms to lower before he can start hitting him with. Um, I think the wow, um, uh, I forget the sec the. Um, the block, block the blockbuster or blockbuster, yeah. yeah. But um, I th that 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 uh, Rushafell's um, level was awful. <laughs> I think it had the uh, the sort of um, 
spikes, the the horizontal spikes that moved in and out that you had to, you okay. had to drop down. That's good. To, that's good. Let's talk about this for a moment drop. because I saw a few people bring this up. Uh, I know Matt Bandy did. I think uh, uh, Tra- Trav plays games from, uh, what, Polykill? Uh, yeah. He, he brought it up. So it, there's this uh, shaft that you have to go down, and there's spikes on one side, and then the other side there's these spikes that shoot out, and you kind of have to time it to go in between these uh, spikes so that you don't get hit. Would, would you say that's a fair description of it? Yeah. And uh, tell me about it. What Did you have trouble with this? I think eventually I just realized that I would t- if you took one hit, you'd be invincible and you could just fall down the rest of the way. Exactly. And then, ta- and then take a po- and then just t- drink a potion, I guess, if you had to. Yes, that's that was my uh, strategy that it ended up being is you take a hit and you kind of have to take it at the right moment. But if you take it, you'll be invincible and you just fall down the rest of the shaft and you become un or just I don't know, invincible. Uh, when you get to the very bottom, but if you don't time it correctly, you'll get hit by one more thing and die. Uh, but yeah, that's all it takes. Once I kind of figured that out, I was like, this is easy breezy. The trick is saving enough health, really not getting hit up to that point so that you have enough health afterwards so you don't have any health refills that you can get through the end of the level because it's pretty much easy after that. Um, you just need to have enough health when you get there. Yeah, that sort of seemed like that was how all those levels kind of went really you had to you really just had to i think it's i guess it's kind of like in mega man you just have to you kind of have to make your way through the level and you eventually memorize where all the enemies are their patterns and then Mm -hmm. so you can kind of avoid them and i think that was the stupid level too where the dumb floating plant things like the snake plants would like chase you around i think that was i just played that it was that was the level before i think Okay, that, that I hated that level. You want to talk about an enemy I hated? It's those dumb snake things. Now, once you kind of learn the claw move and uh, you get good with it, you can outrun them easily. But before I kind of figured that out, it took me for I would that, those stupid things just gang up on you because they can fly right through walls and stuff. Yeah, and, you, and then you just hammer them with projectiles and it doesn't do anything no it takes forever to kill him i that, that was i hated those more than anything in the entire game well chris you ready for some questions uh as if i haven't given you enough <laughs> i have three questions that i ask everyone are you ready for those sure great question number one chris is this a good portable game yes why I'd say it's a, I think it's a perfect length and it's not and difficulty, so I think it translates well to the, to the Game Boy. Um, I agree. But I think I th- I played on the Super Game Boy just now and it's probably a little easier. But then again, I think games usually, like if you play any Game Boy game on there, it's going to run a little faster and then you have, the, you have the controller and all. Wait a second, is that true? Do games run faster on the Super Game Boy? A sl- slightly, yeah, I think. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. You learn something new every day. Um, Yeah, I agree. And this game has a password system, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Which is great. You know, I'm not saying every game needs to have a battery save, but please give me a password system. 
Um, that really ups the portable factor to me, you know, the pick up and play. I can put it down, come back to it, pop in a password, and pick up right where I left off. So I really appreciate that. I think all three of the games in the series are password have uh, passwords. So yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, I don't know. I I, I assume you're right about Gargoyles Quest Two. I've never played that, but I, yeah, you're yeah, right. It does Demon's Quest? Uh, question number two: Should this game belong in your collection? I would say yes. Absolutely. Would you? W- w- uh, do you think this is a top ten Game Boy game? Um. I would say, if if not, it's very close to being in the top ten. I'm trying to think, because I'm not. I guess in my collection, it would be a top ten game. I'll yeah. say that. Just, but I I just don't know the life very well enough. Yeah. Sidebar. What is what's? Give us like your top three Game Boy games. Oh jeez. <laughs> um. I'd say. I just played Ninja Ninja Gu- uh, Gaiden Shadow. Uh, Shadow, that's pretty good. I just played that too. That's um, fun. Let's see. Yeah, probably. I'm not sure. Um, maybe Final Fantasy Legend t- uh, one or two. I'm not sure. I'd say I guess the first one since I had the most nostalgia for it. Mm-hmm. And probably um, Link's Awakening. It's hard not to put Link's Awakening up in that top three, right? That's in no particular order. <laughs> sure, sure. No, I understand. Uh, final question, Chris. Out of five, five being perfect, how would you rate this game? Um, I'd give it a four because there were just a couple things that sort of, um, I guess kept it from a five just because i guess like the um yeah i want specifics chris give me specifics (laughs) what held it back i thought the boss battles were they're kind of cool but they're kind of i thought they're kind of easy i thought uh, several of them were pretty easy okay and the um the the overworld was kind of was i thought the random battle encounters were a little too often and the um i guess they could have done more with that vile system couldn't agree more. I will also give it a four. But it doesn't matter what we think, Chris. It matters what you guys think out there in Cartridge Club world. And I asked you guys to submit your two-word reviews. We got some good ones, and we're going to read them for you right now. Uh, Chris, would you like to go first? Sure. Let's see. So Josh Leslie says gargling questions i think he was going for kind of a a play on gargoyles quest (laughs) i don't know what his gargling questions are though uh raygun 2k said gargoyle questing couldn't agree more let's see trav plays game says unexpectedly terrific yeah i think that's fair like I said, I think it's a sleeper hit, you know? Everybody knows about it, but when you play it, you're like, wow, this is a pretty darn good game, you know? And then there's more. Uh, and finally, Stanley Winston Hacky Sack, the third Esquire, said ghoulish platforming. So thank you, Stanley Winston Hacky Sack, the third Esquire. 
Chris, do you have a two-word review? Um, let's see. Gargoyle's best. You know, <laughs> I almost <laughs> went with that. I almost Look, I, went. Oh, well, low-hanging fruit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but very true. I am going to say more Firebrand. I want more. I want, I, you, you know, bring back this franchise, Capcom. What are you doing? You're sitting on gold here. I want more Firebrand. This is very fun. And there you go. So before we wrap up Gargoyle's Quest, I always like to recommend something to keep you going if you liked this game. And I'm going to kind of pass it off to you in a second here, Chris, since you uh, just played these games. I normally only recommend one, but I'm going to recommend two, and we've already mentioned them. And that is Gargoyle's Quest 2 and Demon's Crest. Chris, take it away. Oh, so Gargoyle's Quest 2 plays a lot like... uh... Gargoyle's Quest, the original Gargoyle's Quest, but it's, uh, I'd say it's the world's a little larger. Um, I'd say the story's a little, there's a little more depth to the story. Not a lot more, but there's more, a little more. Um, How are the boss fights? They're probably about the same same difficulty, I'd say. Okay. I'm trying, I've spent a little, a little bit since I played them, played it, so I'm trying to remember. You said but, they took out the random encounters which is a plus in my book uh do they do the same vial system do they add anything more is it is it, it know, yeah that's depth? the same same thing yeah so vials for the the talisman so gotcha um and then demon's crest well you're this you're the snes guy but um <laughs> demons i thought uh, De- i like demon's crest it it definitely has that super Castlevania, Castlevania Ford vibe. A lot of the same sort of gra- sort of graphic style and uh, music, sort of that same sort of gothic uh, theme and all with to the music. Yeah, yeah, agreed. The one thing I like about Demon's Crest is you don't get upgradable weapons. You get to be like different demons or di- different gargoyles. Like you, your appearance changes and you can do uh, different abilities. I, I like that, you know. Um, like you can fly, I don't know, what is there one you can fly up, right? Yeah, there's, I know there's one that's, I think, so the different crests are different elements, right. I believe. So then you get like the earth, the earth element crest, and then you can, he, he suddenly is, uh, he loses his wings, but he has like these giant shoulders and he can, he can rush and bash through, uh, different, different, through blocks and things. So yeah, it's a good time. I'll have to probably go back and get the because I, I only got like three crests, so I, I'll have to go back and play. Gotcha. Yeah, it's been a, a few years since I played it, but I know it's expensive. It is starting to come down in price a little bit on the Super Nintendo. I don't know if you're willing to fork over the money it's going for right now, but if you can find a copy, track it down, play it, uh, I would definitely recommend that one. And that's it. For Gargoyle's Quest, we've made it to the end, but not before we talk about what is coming up in the CC Portable. Are you excited, Chris? Yeah. (laughs) Well, I think next month is one of everyone's favorite months because it's very easy to pick a theme. It's October, which means it's time for some spooky games. And the theme we went with was spooky sequels and spinoffs. You guys had four games to vote on, and the one that won was Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon. 
the sequel to Luigi's Mansion, and very apt and timely because they just announced announced Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, for the Switch, I believe, or was it the 3DS? I forget. I don't remember. Uh, either way, very timely. Have you played any of the Luigi's Mansion games, Chris? No, this should be my first. Uh, I, ha- I have a copy. And you are going to be playing along. Fantastic. I just started playing it uh, a couple days ago, and I love it. I didn't play the original Luigi's Mansion on the GameCube. That one uh, missed me. Um, so this is actually the first one I'm playing. And it's great. It's like Ghostbusters meets Luigi. It's brilliant. Have you, you, you haven't played any of them, right? No, it's, I'm just trying to, to visualize that. <laughs> well, you, you know, you got that vacuum on your back. It's like a, it's like a, a proton pack. Oh, okay. It's great. It's so perfect. Love it. Anyway, uh, track that game down, guys, and play it. You are going to have a blast. Uh, and then, of course, coming up in November, we got No Shave November, where we will be playing God of War Ghosts of Sparta on the PSP. You going to be playing along that month? Chris, I'll, I'm, I'll try to. It's just it's the holidays and all. But I'm gonna try. Well, How, is is that a long game? Uh, God of War games, I would say maybe clock out around like five hours, five six hours. Not oh, not a big okay. commitment, you know. Hack and slash. There's not much to it. You go through. Yeah, it's fun. I played uh, Chains of Olympus. I never played Ghost. No, sorry, Ghost of Sparta. It's not Ghosts of Sparta. Ghost of Sparta. There's only one ghost. Um, uh, but I played uh, Chains of Olympus. I loved that, so I'm, I'm looking forward. I hear this one's better. So that's what's coming up in November. And now our big December reveal. So I actually had a different idea in mind, but then with some recent news uh, about the PlayStation Classic being announced, which I think is great. Um, you got 20 games. It's much like the NES Classic. I love that idea. I'm very excited about that. My idea for December was something to do with uh, Advent calendar. You know, everybody's got Advent calendars. You got one one uh, little door you open every day up until Christmas. Everyone's familiar with those. Well, I was that was kind of the theme I was going with. And then this PlayStation Classic got announced. Anyway, long story short, I wanted to do a compilation because we've never done a compilation before. I want to give you guys a bunch of stuff that you can play Almost one for every day of December, if you wanted, because the game I picked, much like the PlayStation Classic, has 20 games, and that is the Capcom Classics Collection Remixed for the PSP, two months in a row. Do you know that game, Chris? I got it right here. No, that's a uh, system I need to look into more. Yeah, well, the PSP is known for a lot of collections and compilations they got some great ones on there i picked this one because it's one of the ones i own (laughs) Uh, but it's got some great titles on it i'll I'll run you through some right now Uh, sidearms 1941 legendary wings uh, strider final fight bionic commando uh, the original street fighter captain commando section z a lot of good stuff on there Um, it's going to be one of those you guys pick what you want to play let me know what you think uh, and we'll, we'll talk a little bit about each one on the podcast. That's 20 games you get in the month of December. Nobody's busy in the month of December, right? You got 20 games to play. And that's what's coming up for the rest of the year in CC Portables. So track down those games so you can play along with us. 
And speaking of the Cartridge Club, it's plug time. Check out the forums at cartridgeclub.org and please share your experiences alongside us. As always, you can find me on Twitter at CCPortableUnite and let me know what games you'd like to play or if you want to be a special guest like Chris R. here. And Chris R., where can we find you? So I'm on Twitter at the uh, BaseGuy654 um, and I'm on the Cartridge Club forums. So... Again, thank you, Chris, for being here, for choosing the game of the month. It was very fun. It will go down as uh, one of my highlights of the year as far as all the games I've played. And I hope uh, it was for you, too. But, uh, yeah, yes. thanks. Oh, thanks for having me. Absolutely. You want to hit me with those words? CC Unite. Boom! Boom!